Well, when I sat down to work on this weekend's homily, something happened that really, really frustrated me. Literally nothing came to mind. Nothing. Everything I tried didn't work. Nothing was connecting well. I had no awesome Lord of the Rings reference to share with you all. I had no great C.S. Lewis quotes to plug in there. I didn't even have any jokes about Ian being tall. There's nothing. There's literally nothing. And I got so mad. I got so mad at God. And I turned to him like, probably like those Israelites from our first reading today. And I grumbled against him. And I said, would that I had died at your hand in the land of Egypt, God. But you had to lead me out in the middle of this desert to make the whole community die of famine. You had to lead me, God, into this desert, this dry and barren desert of writer's block. But then, as he always does, God always provides, even when I'm in the worst of moods, he clearly spoke to me through our scriptures this weekend. He said, as he said through Moses, his servant, I will now rain down bread from heaven for you. And then it hit me that that is exactly what God does at every Mass. Regardless of whatever the priest gets up and preaches about at this pulpit, the heart of the liturgy, the most important thing that happens in this building and on this planet, the climax of what it means to worship God is when the Father says to us, I will now rain down the true bread from heaven for you. And I think that's really important for us to remember. As important as preaching is to help stir up our faith or to inspire us or to exhort us to grow in holiness, point us towards the truth and apply Jesus' teachings to our daily lives, it's just the fact of the matter that no human words can ever compete with the Word Himself, the Word made flesh, who gives Himself totally to us in the Eucharist. But sadly, not everyone experiences Mass in this way, because out of all of the fallen away Catholics who no longer practice their faith, which is a large chunk of them, unfortunately, 43% of those that have stepped away from their Catholic faith almost half of them express very clearly that they left because they did not feel like they were being fed. They didn't feel like they were being spiritually fed. Somehow, despite receiving the Eucharist week in and week out, despite the fact that God rained down the true bread from heaven onto their parish altars, at each and every liturgy, they still did not think that their spiritual needs or their spiritual hunger could possibly be satisfied at the Mass. And so they up and left. Some left organized religion for good, but many of our brother and sister Catholics went off to non-Catholic megachurches, right? Very likely, very likely, 
because they thought there would be better preaching there. And there's no argument from me on that front, okay? Um, I can safely say that I'm here before you this morning largely because of the excellent preaching that I received from good, holy, honest Protestants who loved the Lord, loved the scriptures dearly, and could effectively communicate the beauty and the challenge contained within them, even to a stubborn college kid like I was. But even after receiving all of that great preaching during that time of conversion back then, even after hearing all of that that inspirational talk, deep down, I was still hungry. I was still in the middle of the desert, wasting away like the Israelites. And so I kept digging, and all the while, I was going to Mass too. I was just like those Catholics that said, I'm not being fed here. But I kept digging, and I looked more and more for those inspirational speakers. I looked around for better and better presentations. I looked for more meaty content. I devoured as many podcasts as I could get my hands on, but nothing quite scratched the itch. I was still dying of famine. It's like what Jesus said in our gospel today. Do not work for food that perishes, but for the food that endures for eternal life, which the Son of Man will give you. He will give you that. Now, thankfully, the Lord led me back into the heart of my Catholic faith that I grew up with. He showed me, by his grace, that the sacramental life of the church was far more precious, more infinitely more precious than any fiery or passionate sermon ever could be. And I found myself falling in love for the first time with Jesus in the Eucharist. In fact, I'll share this with you as well. It was because of a particularly moving Protestant sermon that I once heard at an evangelical church that finally convinced me never to go back to never go back there again. I was exploring my faith at the time. I wasn't entirely sure about Catholic theology, but I was learning a lot, and most importantly, I was open. That day, the Protestant minister was preaching all about what true worship is, and he said that true worship of God needed to be absolutely centered on the person of Jesus Christ. He said that any true worship would necessarily have to consist of the entire congregation literally pointing towards Christ. Christ literally needed to be the focal point. And I I went to Catholic Mass my entire life, and so as he was saying this, all I could think of in that moment was the time at Mass, when at the Lamb of God, right, the the priest breaks the sacred host, and he lifts it up, and everyone is on their knees, and he says, behold the Lamb of God, behold him, him 
who takes away the sins of the world. Look at Jesus. Behold him. Behold the love of God. Be centered on him. That was true worship. That was true adoration. That was the best homily that anyone could ever give. Look at Jesus. Look at him. Don't look at me. Look at Jesus. While I'm deeply thankful for that Protestant preacher's words down to this very day, as I said before, I never went back. But let's not take this too far. My point here is not to say that that preaching isn't important or to kind of dismiss good effort into making excellent homilies. Okay, that's great. Lord knows we need better Catholic preaching. Too many priests seem to have mailed it in for far too long. We need preachers who can reach people of all walks of life. We need preachers who are not afraid to connect hard church teachings to our daily experience. We need preachers who really love the scriptures, who can speak with both fire and mercy, who can teach on both heaven and hell, who can adeptly touch on current world issues without becoming trapped in a political vacuum, who can challenge and exhort congregations to keep moving forward, to never give up on their pursuit of holiness. In short, we do need preachers who help us to fall in love with God and to stay in love with God. But at the end of the day, even the laziest, even the least holy, even the most boring priests still give us something infinitely more precious than a well-written, well-delivered homily. They give us Jesus in the Holy Eucharist. Through the hands of any validly ordained Catholic priest of Jesus Christ, God has promised to rain down, rain down the true bread from heaven onto our altars. Only the Holy Eucharist made possible to us through 2,000 years of continuous apostolic succession, only the Holy Eucharist is the true bread come down from heaven. Jesus tells us that this bread, the bread of God, gives life to the world. The most Holy Eucharist that we celebrate here gives life and nourishment to the entire world. It's literally the life of God. It's literally the love of God offered freely to each one of us. That is beyond any doubt the best thing, the most holy thing, the highest thing, the purest thing that any priest could possibly give you. Jesus in the Eucharist. Now, at this point, you're probably thinking, boy, Father, this is by far the longest homily about not having a homily that I have ever heard. And I would agree with you on that. But I guess I'll end with these few words of exhortation. Let's be intensely grateful for the fact that we have the true bread. Let us respond to that overwhelming, beautiful gift from our Lord 
as the crowd does in our gospel today. They say, sir, give us this bread, always. Give us that. We want that bread that gives life for the whole world. Yes, Lord, please give us the Eucharist always. Even when we have nothing to say, even when we are bored at Mass, even when the priest might even be preaching a little bit of heresy up there, give us that bread. Give us the true bread come down from heaven, always. Our Savior said it best, I am the bread of life. Whoever comes to me will never hunger, and whoever believes in me will never thirst. And so, today and always, I encourage you, let the Holy Eucharist preach to you. Let Jesus speak to you and fill you and nourish you with his own body, blood, soul, and divinity. Because I can't feed you, but he can. Let him feed you.